Well, welcome to my podcast. And I'm sitting here today with Patsy Arnett. And she and I have had many adventures. She's my speaking agent. And she is with the Worldwide Speakers Group, and thus so am I. And we've been to many places around the USA together and had such fun. And I hope raised quite a lot of money. So welcome, Patsy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do you realise it's a decade since we first met each other? So That's it's right. Time to raise a glass. Happy 10-year yeah. anniversary. <laughs> it has been amazing, hasn't yes. it? And I don't really know where to start, but to my mind, perhaps if I started by remembering how I met you, which is after mm-hmm. I'd written the book Lady Almina and the Real Downton Abbey, which I know it spent 60 weeks in the New York Times bestsellers list. It yes. was so amazing, and I'm so in debt to Armina for all she did. Mm-hmm. And I think through that, you mm-hmm. cold-called me, I think, didn't you? I did cold-call you. Uh, I have Diane Byrne at the Women's Club of Richmond to thank for that because that's when Downton Abbey was really taking off and was an epic hit in the United States and there was so much interest in Downton Abbey and the Downton Abbey Castle which is Highclere Castle which we all have come to love and adore and everyone wants to go there and stay there and have dinner there. Anyway we had a conversation and she said wouldn't it be great to talk to the people who actually live there and so I thought well it would be and I called the castle, rang you up. I think I talked to Candace. Uh, your, you uh, did, Candace Breval, who many, was amazing. She still is amazing. Yeah, so Many yeah. years ago. And, uh, you, and were, you invited me to Richmond, Virginia. Uh-huh. And I remember I hadn't quite realized the extraordinary size that America is in terms mm-hmm. of its landmass and hadn't quite understood how long the internal flights were. So I got that <laughs> completely wrong. I said, what do you mean it takes me so many hours? And anyway, having done that, we had such a great time, and my husband and Eddie came too, which yes. I remember. It was such a joy to meet them. And mm-hmm. Eddie at the time was, what, 12 years old? Goodness knows, I can't 12. remember. That was 10 years ago, so... It was a while ago now, wasn't yeah. it? And my lesson after that was before you, we set off on our other adventures... I still open a huge Times Atlas of the world, open it to America, and look at where you're proposing to send me. So I have some sort of idea, which I know is not very modern, but it works for me. And I have a, I have a sense of where I'm travelling, and I've seen so many amazing places in America, which perhaps mm-hmm. I otherwise wouldn't have travelled to. And we've raised a lot of money, haven't we, for we great have. American charities. We have done a great job. You have done a great <laughs> job for charities, crisscrossing the United States now. But it, that the map that you look at is such a great visual to, to really see the distance between, oh, I'm going to this city, oh, I've got to go all the way over from the East Coast to the West Coast. 
you realize it's quite a journey, but you have been such a trooper, and no. you um, have really learned to get your sea legs pretty quickly well, on I these did. trips. <laughs> get thrown in. Yes, the deep you said me in the demon. I remember when we went to Nashville. To oh. there. Was that Garden and Art Fair? I can't quite yeah, remember. Yeah, the uh, Nashville Antiques and Garden Show. That was right, and you had booked. You'd said book me to do a talk for six hundred and fifty people. That's right. And I remember walking into the room, and it seemed to me an, an awful lot of people. I said, this looks more than 650. Yeah, well, you were a major hit because they sold out the ballroom, and there was so much demand to get in, they opened up another ballroom and just had to put up a jumbotron. I remember we didn't get lunch that day because the I think we signing spent... line was so long for the books. It was amazing, wasn't it? But I think in the end... It was 2,200 people 2,200, yeah. And I, I thought, when I was there, well, it's a bit late now to do anything <laughs> other than go forwards. But it was, it, was, it was very moving. And then when I'm signing the books, it's the joy to meet individual people. And I think I signed for three and a half hours, mm-hmm. actually. The thing that I remember was many people had double-barreled first names. In England, we have mm-hmm. double-barreled surnames. Uh-huh. But in um, Nashville, it was... Mary Beth, Mary Ellen. Everybody uh-huh, right, said, well, right. I was writing in the books. Everyone had That's a, a very double southern thing. first name, but uh, yeah. it was. Oh my goodness, we ate very well there too, didn't we? We did, and yeah. we met some phenomenal people. I think Alexa Hampton was there. We had dinner with her, and yes. uh, oh, it was wonderful. It was I'd love to go back there. And then I think after that, actually, I left you to go to Williamsburg and did some, gave some talks there, and and then I was very honoured and went up to Washington and. Mrs. Rockefeller, Sharon Rockefeller, kindly That's welcomed right. me into her house, which felt surreal. It was such an honour. I mean, the Rockefeller family are, you know, the aristocrats in some way of America, aren't they? And also with all they've done and contributed and given to community. So I felt very honoured to be there. Yes. And gave a talk in her drawing room. And she was so kind. She put me in a car because it was snowing and she didn't think That's I'd right. get the flight to New York. And I was meeting my husband and son there. Mm-hmm. So she kind of put me in a car with a hamper of food. I've never forgotten her generosity Very and kindness. Kind. Magic. There have been some entirely magical moments on our, on our tours together, mm-hmm. actually. Very what heavy. stands out for you as we've gone through it? We've just laughed so much. And I think and we have the most wonderful clients. We've, been, we've met yes. the most wonderful people. Um, I think that have been to ca- the castle since then, High Clare since mm. then, and have become friends. Yeah, we've given some good auction prizes, and I remember yeah. Naples was was a, the ladies who organised Naples were phenomenal. Oh, and that, yes. I think they've raised over was it four hundred thousand dollars? Almost for a half million dollars for a luncheon, which was phenomenal. really amazing. Um, well, it's for um, a luncheon event. Hats off to them. That was extraordinary. And then Vera Beach was amazing. And mm-hmm. and then Vancouver. We, of course, you we went oh, shopping in Vancouver yeah. oh, as we well. we had the best time in Vancouver. And then Victoria. Taking the helicopter over to Victoria was great fun. Oh, it was lovely. And, I think they uh, let me sit in the front, although I don't really like heights. So I found it quite <laughs> scary. But it was amazing. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful country. So we have crisscross. And then, of course... Houston was amazing because oh. do you remember going to the rodeo there? Yes, and you were you, dressed you up. You say in rodeo. Your, we say rodeo. You say rodeo. Okay, fine. They say rodeo drive, but okay. we say 
rodeo. Rodeos. Must get right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, oh, it was so much fun. I, um, there was a great band that played. You wore your cowboy outfit. I had a cowboy outfit. I got some great pictures of you <laughs> and our host together there. And yeah. uh, that was great fun. And we did something with the public radio station there. And you did a great interview. You always get a lot of media attention, which is nice for the client. And well, only is for the only is for the charity. It's a really yeah. good thing to do, and I'm looking forward to our adventures next year because they have been somewhat curtailed by the mm-hmm. COVID experience of the last year and a half. So, um, and I know in April I'm hoping to be, and I'm calling it Palm Squared, Palm Springs, yes. and, and Palm Beach. Yeah, I it think sounds it's, good. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> and it's some really meaningful charities as well, and I I hope that. The love of Downton Abbey brings different crowds to get acquainted with some not necessarily fashionable charities, but really worthwhile ones. Exactly. I um, in, in within America, but it's whatever the client you know wishes to ask me to to work with. Often, I know it's education mm-hmm. or sometimes mental health, and I think those are entirely key as we try and travel out of the pandemic at the moment and of course you've been to Highclere haven't you? I have yes I've actually Bruce my husband and I were drafted into being a table host for one of your white tie dinners which was last minute and I'm glad it was last minute or I would have fretted over it. Um, Was that a Christmas? Um, It was. Maybe maybe before Christmas. Christmas But, oh, my gosh, it was everything that anyone could possibly imagine extraordinary and something I will never forget. We just had such a grand time. And it's it's wonderful dressing up because Mm -hmm. I think we've all been in jogging pants, I think you would say, in America, or track suits and kind of more loungewear, if you like. But it is a treat to remember what it is to get dressed up and have a special occasion Mm -hmm. and... Highclere does that. You've also come to the Vintage Garden Party, and I bet you dressed up for that. Oh, I dressed up for that. (laughs) We had clients that came in from Victoria and Vancouver for that, and we just had such a blast. I mean, if you want to feel like you're really experiencing the real Downton Abbey, go to the Vintage Garden Party. Well, I've renamed it. Oh, you have? I have. I've renamed the Vintage Garden Party Magic of the Movies, Ah. and we held it last year, and I wrote... A little script myself mm-hmm. called the unexpected guest and then I got if you like anybody who was you know came on the day who wanted to take part put their names in a hat and there were about 10 different roles they could play and it was I just love it. I hilarious love it. so it was it was the same kernel of the afternoon tea the croquet the babington carousel um um, all the very traditional sort of entertainment of an English summer's afternoon mm-hmm. and then added to it this little film script. It was honestly such fun and I I felt very moved because, you know, it's towards the end of some of the worst, the COVID times and some of the people came up to me and said, this is just the best afternoon of my life and I, I just felt really moved because we just wanted as a Highclere team to make people feel happy mm-hmm. And, and it seemed that it was working and they really appreciated all the trouble that all of the team had gone to from decorating the marquees to the Gatsby girls and the music mm-hmm. and oh my goodness it was such fun and we all were just crying with laughter yeah. <laughs> as, we, as we did the film I remember one of the Highclere team you missed this bit actually Roberto was drafted in to pretend to be a footman Roberto's Portuguese like Louis 
and quite new to the team. And he had to say, I think, two words. But anyway, he only managed one of them. So I said, for goodness sake, Roberta. And he said, 50% right, that's pretty good for me. (laughs) It was so funny. Oh, my God, I can't tell you. We just cried with laughter. And I think some of the High Clear team and some of the spectators were literally on the ground. They could hardly stop laughing as much. I can only imagine. Well, the one thing I remember the most, and, and that... I value the most, and I think everyone values the most. When they're at High Clear or when they're with you at an engagement and you're speaking, you're just so kind and so real, and people just adore you because you make them feel good. You make them happy. You make them laugh. You're hilarious. I don't know if anyone, everyone knows that. They've probably picked up on that by now. But I oh, think exactly. it's, it's terrible. Not. <laughs> but now that you've got such a great Instagram, people can see you, whether you're in a ditch or a back or on a ladder on top of the castle or in a tree you it just cracks me up just saying where is she today it's like finding waldo at Hyper Castle. <laughs> <laughs> hey there's another book for you <laughs> i know well it's at the moment you know you're helping me promote seasons at i clear which i have really loved writing it's got many layers to it. it it's got recipes so it's a cookbook and it's about gardening and it's about growing and it's about the layers of history from you know medieval times to iron age times but and it's about the poetry of the earth and the soil and the landscape so I was very lucky that the publishers just kind of let me write it and it's a joy to with your help to try to share it and give talks and promote it and Mm -hmm. it kind of works for everybody actually but have you read Seasons I think I have and you know I I immediately sent an email off to you and Hannah said this is the best book she's ever written but I say that after every single one because each one is so good you just want to read the whole thing and I want to cook everything in the cookbook but it it's so educational as well you you are so good at telling stories and and telling the history in such a phenomenal engaging way that you can't help but learn from it and your blogs are the same way your blogs are so engaging and I so look forward to every Monday morning seeing what you've come up with and I think so many people do now you have quite a following the pressure's on now every (laughs) single Monday oh goodness me sometimes I often write them in the week before the Monday and I sometimes they they flow quite well and other times the way my thought is going is I ended up editing it quite heavily and sometimes there's a panic (laughs) before I publish (laughs) on a Monday morning but I um, I do enjoy it it's the more you write the more practice you have in writing and in and in honing the words and the sentences you know I think the better it reads so Mm -hmm. I'm I think the consistency of writing a blog every week Mm -hmm. has helped me write the book Seasons Mm -hmm. at High Clear and given it a flow and funnily enough some of Geordie's and my friends who I'm sure bought my books because they thought they should and supported which is really kind but but some of them have sat down I saw um, Mark and Charles reading it and they said this is really good. <laughs> but, we didn't know you were that good. Wow. That? It was so funny, actually, so I teased them about that. But nor do I mind. It's, and it's, it's hit a few other spots as well and I think leads us... I hope it leads people with a little bit of thought as we come out of the pandemic as well as entertaining mm-hmm. people because I think the last year and a half has made us 
it's stripped everything we care about, everything you and I care mm-hmm. about, our families, mm-hmm. our friends, being together, having right. a gin cocktail away. And it's made us very isolated and stripped us right back. And then as we try to rebuild it, but the solace in the time when we were more stripped back of what we took for granted mm-hmm. as a society has been nature, yeah. has been going for a walk under a tree. Right. So that's what I sort of wanted to reference through seasons and I think it's I hope a book which will offer peace and solace as well actually I think it will I think it does I think it does just like the block you know there were so many people shut in and couldn't leave their tiny apartments in New York or wherever and they could live vicariously with with you and through you walking the grounds taking in the beauty which I always try to do, although I think I, like everyone else, found it pretty tough in the later stages of the pandemic during 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and I know how hard I found it, so I can only imagine how hard other mm-hmm. people found yeah. it as well without the views. But I hope, you know, sharing makes me feel better because it's a positive output, mm-hmm. which then I think comes across, Patsy. If you had to pick any of the memorable adventures we've had, we've had together, what would be the most memorable one that, where you laughed the hardest, perhaps, or, or where it went slightly wrong? There's I so many, think. let me think. <laughs> <laughs> there are other um, lots, aren't there? The Downton premiere in New York. Oh, wow. Was, that was she amazing. Out, yes. And uh, we were so incredibly blessed to be able to go. But... You know, having been to the castle and then seeing the the castle come up on the big screen at the premiere, it just took my breath away. It, it's just on the big screen and there's nothing like it. But we laughed so hard in the green room, I think. We had a few sh- Proseccos, I believe, and just talking to the cast and everyone, they were so mm-hmm. funny. The after party was, was a blast. But I think one of the funniest things was in Victoria when... We were able to host uh, a preview showing of a Downton series, the new series. Yes. And everyone came dressed up as, you know, in their vintage Downton attire. And everyone just had such a great time. It was like a big roaring party. I did 150 selfies that day. Do you remember that? Yes. I was standing That's That that, that I remember. That is the funniest thing. Um, Against the high clear backdrop and everyone wanted their picture with you and you always have the best smile no matter how tired you are you still look like you're ready to go. But that was fun. We had a great time in New Orleans riding in the buggy, the horses. and I do remember that because I've, I've gone out and done a few other talks. I remember I've done one now which is on brand and reputation, which I find really interesting. And it's slightly outside, you know, historical talks, but looking in the end, the fact that Heitler is a business. You know, it's an antique house. It has mm-hmm. authenticity and heritage. But then how can we you know, use that to bring it forward and take advantage of the opportunities, mm-hmm. always maintaining the tone, the reputation and the brand. So exactly. that was a more business talk down in 
New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It was quite cold as far as I remember, wasn't it? It was cold. But it was, but it was I do remember the buggy ride, it was magic. Yeah. Completely. And delicious was, food again. Uh, food we was, eat our way around, crazy. don't we? Yeah, but getting back to, to brand and reputation, I, I think that's a great niche for you because running a castle is running a business and and what you've been able to do with the resources that you have is just a testimonial to your ingenuity and using the land and what you have to create something that people will want. The Highclere Castle Gin, that's won, what, every single major international award a gin can win? It um, has gone really, really well, thank you. And it's, and I know everyone says in the last 18 months, you know, we've all had to pivot, <laughs> innovative and all yeah. these words, which sort of fill me with an exhausted feeling now because yes. it has been so exhausting. Pivoting in circles. <laughs> <laughs> but the, and the gin with the virtual cocktail parties and we have developed other skill sets and I'm really proud of the gin. It's it's rooted in the heritage and the botanicals from Highclere and then it's it's taking it forward with the re- reminder that we should be celebrating, having parties mm-hmm. and dancing, having cocktails mm-hmm. and filling the castle with life. And and then, of course, George and I had to learn about an awful lot of cocktails because until now, I've just, I've been very, very good at ordering a cocktail from a yeah, bar yeah. <laughs> and during the pandemic. I had to learn how to make them and what yeah. was in the cocktails, which yeah. has given me a different experience. Yeah, because Louis's not waiting on you 100% of the time, is he? Well, he wasn't at the first bit of COVID, and then when he came back, it was, oh, my goodness, what a relief. And we had a wonderful virtual cocktail party in the temple, and yeah. Phoebe, my Arab filly, came and said hello, oh, which was such fun. Oh, I love that. I saw that. That was great. She's yeah. in the book as well, because yeah. she's such an interested horse. She always likes to come and say hello. She's more of a sort of large dog mm-hmm. or a person than a horse. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, so she would go anywhere with me. She just, she is a lot of fun. And funnily enough, she had an injury before I bought her, which means that she, I can't really ride her. I've discovered so so I'm going to um, continue to take her on walks and I thought she could have a baby so I'm going to do that well you just had a new one this past yes, year. we've right. had some yeah. we've had some brood mares and foals, which has been great. And then I've anyway got a new Shetland pony, Barney, who I don't know how big he thinks he is, but he is you know not much bigger than my hip height, <laughs> and he acts as amongst all the thoroughbreds as if he owns the field. But anyway, <laughs> Phoebe is a really interesting person, so we're going to carry on being interesting together mm. and go on a different adventures, Phoebe oh, and I, oh. which is quite fun, really. So you have yeah. the best animals, and Thelma and Louise and those little piglets just they just my uh, melt my heart have you heard what's happened with Thelma and Louise no because they had their pig so I've now got a collection of sows Thelma and Louise then I had Lady Mary Lady Sybil and Lady Edith but I think it was Lady Sybil or Lady Edith one of them went to live with Adam Henson, who is a TV presenter, which was great for... It's an endangered species, so it helps, again, right. promote that. And then I've had Lady Vance and Lady Cora. So I've got this ball called Arthur. And although all the fields are separated, when one of the sows comes on heat, they just go through the fences and they go and find <laughs> Arthur. So at the moment, I have 47 piglets. Oh, my God. And my husband doesn't know. He doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> it's Speaking a of husbands, we have found that it's easier to get forgiveness sometimes than permission 
But I think that's universal with women, isn't it? I think it is. There's a few things I've done which I have found it easier just to just think that I'm I'm sure he'll be happy. (laughs) (laughs) You're always happy in the end. I found that to be the case anyway. I really hope so. But it's been a... So High is busy with its animals and farm. And although I haven't gone to see them for a little time, so I must go and make my way back to Thelma Louise and Lady Mary and Lady... Lady Mary is quite tricky when she's farrowing and having piglets. You kind of keep your distance. Lady Violet's actually been the one who's been very friendly recently, so that's rather nice. (laughs) It is funny. And then all the dogs as well. I never take the dogs there. You know, a lot of animals don't necessarily get on with pigs, and they're kept a little bit away from the castle. They're quite a regulated species, obviously, and the dogs just kind of stay around the house and have a very nice life. Alfie is an amazing dog because he just has his own route into the castle. He goes through all the bins. <laughs> he sh- he gets himself shut in offices because he's gone in the office to find a bin behind the door. The door then shuts and he then barks. I'm then miles away up different staircases, but all the dogs give me such joy. And I know you mm. followed them on Instagram. Yeah, there. And I have all the fencer books as well. Of Dogtown um, Abbey. Yeah, Dogtown Abbey. <laughs> and um, my little granddaughter, Busy, just loves that size book she carries it around so I can't wait till she can read it for herself and but they've been lovely and it's a huge success achievement of Karina Hagen of Viking Cruises because she was the one who came up with the Mm -hmm. idea and I've contributed to two or three of them but Mm -hmm. it's her idea of taking children around the world with Mm -hmm. Finza her beloved Labrador Mm -hmm. and all Finza's friends it's such a charming way to do it and they're, they're good fun, those books, and her, actually. And her fencer was from one of your dogs. It was a puppy. She from, was, um, I know. So she is Alfie and Scooby's sister. And then Finza had puppies. So Karina has Charlie. Mm-hmm. And I have Stella and Freya, <laughs> who I'm so fond of. They're such... And they're very fond of you, you can tell. Yes, we, we've spent a lot of time together. And the way a Labrador's eyes, I think in particular, look at you, because the Spaniels look at you just to check out and then they're busy. Mm-hmm. But Labradors are so centred mm-hmm. around people that mm-hmm. it's, it is quite special, actually. Yeah. And they have the most beautiful sort of liquid eyes of love and friendship. You'll have to have a dog at one point. Yes, I think Bruce is waiting for his puppy at some point. Which will be lovely, yeah. actually, won't yeah. it? So I don't know, we've got a busy spring, Palm Springs and Palm. Beach. beach my p-squared trip yeah p-square and then right. i'm very honored to be asked up to newport newport that'll be a very fun trip and i hope we can raise and some good money they're an extraordinary organization and i have so enjoyed my initial mm-hmm. zoom meetings mm-hmm. with them so i hope you know, we can bring some attention. Of course, that is where Julian Fellows, who wrote Downton Abbey, has set The Gilded Age, which mm-hmm. is coming out soon. Right. I think on HBO, which I hope people will much enjoy. And it was an extraordinary achievement to film that during COVID. And of course, right. the Downton film was filmed at Highclere during COVID, which mm-hmm. was a huge achievement of how they managed the process of making mm-hmm. sure we were all COVID secure and, and yet could pull off what is a really big and beautiful film which I think will make give everyone such pleasure a few tears some laughter yeah the trailer is so good the trailer just really whets your appetite and there the castle goes up every time and like you when the castle went up on the silver screen I 
just wanted to cry, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and I... everybody clapped, and you sort of, Georgie and I can hardly believe it. We've been very lucky and are very grateful to mm-hmm. Julian Fellows and to Gareth Neiman, the carnival team, to be part of the journey of this extraordinary phenomenon that is Downton Abbey. Yeah. And all the happiness and joy that High Clear as a result has brought to people. Oh, I hope so, Patsy. But I hope you and I can do many more tours and trips together. And I hope so, too. And you've got to come to The Magic of the Movies, by the way, next September 2022. Okay. Because that should be in your calendar. And I think it will just be such fun and catch everybody on a wave of happiness. I think them. I might try a High Clear Castle gin before I read my script. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go really well. So you're saying you want a part, so I think you should have a part. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Patsy, thank good. you so much for oh. joining me today. And I'm looking forward to many, many more adventures with you. Thank oh, you. Well, it's been such a joy to get to know you and to travel with you and have the great adventures that we have together and, and see the joy you bring to other people. Thank you for that. Oh. Thank you. Thank you.